Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. I don't know if you saw this report that came out this week. Uh, certainly not encouraging. Well, I mean, it depends how you look at it. Um, the report from the Canadian Institute for Climate Choices warns that almost, almost a million Canadian jobs are in industries that are threatened um, either for big reductions or outright closures because of this transition economy, the move to clean energy. Now, timelines and stuff are all still up in the air, but this is happening, right? I mean, we've we've talked about this many, many times. We can't deny uh, all the signals are there, but um, what do we need to do? It's not all doom and gloom. So let's get some insight on exactly where we stand here. We're going to chat now with... um, Rachel Sampson, who is the Clean Growth Research Director at the Canadian Institute for Climate Choices. Rachel, thank you for your time this morning. Appreciate you joining us. Thanks for having me. Now, there are some out there who still, you know, want to rally against this and say, you know, well, you can't, you, the, blah, blah, blah. We, we know this transitioning is happening even as much as some people don't want it to. You know, we can argue about timelines and all the rest of that stuff, but it is happening. And there's, if you take a look at it, there's nothing that we in Alberta or even in Canada can do. This is a this is a global movement that's already well underway, correct? Yeah, right now we have over 60 countries that are responsible for over 70% of global GDP and over 70% of global oil demand that have committed to reach net zero emissions by mid-century. And we acknowledge there's uncertainty into how fast that yep. is going to go. But when we look at combination with the actions of investors and technological change, it really is inevitable. Yeah, and, and we're already well down the road. So um, you point out three key indicators that we can easily identify as, look, th- this is happening. This is already in place. What were those three indicators? Well, one is policy change. So we, we now see governments are uh, putting in place real policies. So it's no longer just commitments to targets. It's uh, you know policies on electric vehicles, on emission reductions in large industry, and those things are are now becoming more real. The second thing is investor action. Uh, Investors are awakening to climate-related risks in their portfolios and seeking to reduce them. For example, uh, there are investors with over 40% of global assets under management who have committed to reach that net zero goal. And then technological change is is coming rapidly. Solar power costs have come down 90% 90% over the past decade. So with in- increased technological change and investment, there's this cycle, this feedback loop that, that means that that transition could come much more quickly than we anticipated. Um, now, obviously, this causes a lot of concern for a lot of people, especially here in Alberta. This province definitely on the front lines of these industries that you're talking about. Ultimately, though, it's, it, it's countrywide. I mean, all provinces will be affected in some way, Alberta perhaps most, but it's not just an Alberta problem, right? No, for Alberta has the highest proportion of workers in what we're calling transition vulnerable sectors. But in absolute terms, Ontario actually has more workers in uh, in in emissions intensive manufacturing and auto manufacturing, which are also transition vulnerable. 
Um, now, when we talk about you know, the report coming out saying 880,000 jobs um, could be lost to the energy transition, that's a starting number. But uh, as shocking as that is, it's not all doom and gloom, right? I mean, we, there can be put plans put in place. There can be strategies developed that can avoid some of that, right? Yeah, and that's why we called our report Sink or Swim, because businesses and governments have a choice um, and the actions that they take to improve the transition readiness of companies to capture some of those opportunities that emerge through global low-carbon transition can really help avoid and, and offset some of the job losses. What can they do? What, what plans do they need to be making? Are there companies that are already making it? I mean, what kind of action can be taken now? Well, we divide the strategy into three categories, depending on the drivers of transition risk and opportunity. So we have what we call demand creation sectors, which are those those um, products where there's going to be increasing global demand. So things like fuel cells, hydrogen, biofuels, carbon capture and storage. And then there's carbon cost sectors. So those are the sectors where really it's about emissions. Um, where you know, regulations, border measures, carbon pricing, that's the main driver of, of profit risk. But then there are demand decline sectors, and, and that includes oil and gas and coal. And that's where the, the main risk to their profitability is, is not on the emissions side of things. It's on shrinking global demand for their product. Right. So Which what we're, we're saying for those, those, those companies really do need to transform into new business lines. And we see um, international oil and gas companies doing that, investing in clean technology, investing in hydrogen, biofuels, in order to position themselves. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it, all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious lolly Focus Pops or lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. To succeed. And we're seeing companies already move in those directions, right? I mean, I'm just thinking of the auto manufacturers and their pledge to go all electric by, you know, I mean, in the next 10 years kind of a thing for some of them. So we're already seeing some companies adapt. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the auto manufacturers have recognized that they need to shift into electric vehicles in order to survive through transition. Mm-hmm. So we're seeing massive investments, big commitments to move to electric vehicles, and and that's changing much more quickly than people had anticipated a few years ago even. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And we've talked about that a lot. Um, Rachel, thank you so much for your time this morning. I appreciate you joining us. Great. Thank you. That is Rachel Sampson who is um, with Clean Growth Research Director at the Canadian Institute for Climate Choices. And whenever we talk about this, um, you know, a lot of the texts are the same. And, and, and you, you, all, you all make valid points. We, and, you know, and she did say, we know that demand um, is not going away. And I agree with you. you know, we, the, 
as I've said a million times on this show, the demand for peak oil, the peak oil demand um, by any estimate that you see from any official agency is not here now. And it won't be here. Uh, I think the, the shortest window, some are saying, is 10 years, which means the demand for oil globally will continue to grow for at least 10 years. Some say as far as 2039 before we reach peak oil demand. Then we will slowly see things taper off. But um, understand, in no way am I saying that oil and gas is gone today. No way. And I have said a million times, the people who say it is and we need to move off oil and gas right now, it's a pipe dream. You can't. You can't do it. You don't have the technology. You don't have the energy in place to do what oil and gas do right now. You don't. And it's going to take time to develop it. But the other side of that equation is they're working on it. And eventually, one day down the road, and I don't know how long it's going to be, that will get there. Um, and the other argument that you know is made in this report is... Um, whether we like it or not, that's where the momentum is, right? When she talks about big investment firms, big companies, auto manufacturers, all saying, okay, we're moving in that direction. Now, we can yell and scream about it as much as we want here in Alberta, but it's not going to do anything because it's a global movement. So the point that I always make when we talk about this is, hey, we're in a position to meet that growing demand for as long as it grows and continue to meet the demand as the demand tapers off because it's going to it's not going to happen in my lifetime or yours there will be oil and gas for 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 a long time and we're uniquely positioned as a provider of oil and gas globally in terms of ethics and standards and all the rest um that we we should be able to capitalize on our resources but at the same time we do need to acknowledge the transition and and ready for it um, both things can happen at the same time, but we get into the argument of it's all one or it's all the other, and then nobody's going to win because those neither of those are realistic. But there is a reality that incorporates both of them, and that's what I think she's talking about. Companies need to recognize this and start to explore the new opportunities that will come and be ready for the transition and adapt with the times. Or, as I said, you know, you end up being the guy sitting in the blockbuster watching Netflix on your iPad and wondering why nobody's coming in to rent VHS tapes anymore. Because things change and things progress and you got to move with it. But at the same time, please don't yell at me on a Friday about oil and gas. I'm with you on oil and gas. It's not going anywhere in my lifetime, right? It's going to change. It's going to be different. Demand will go down eventually, but it's not going anywhere.